Imagine this. What if you could get paid for saving the planet? I'm Daniel Hartz, and this is the We Can Save the World podcast with Cora. This podcast uncovers Cora's unique solution for reversing climate change, empowering the individual by rewarding sustainable actions. This is episode three of the We Can Save the World podcast. If you haven't yet, we suggest going back to listen to episodes one and two first, and make sure to download the Quora app for yourself. In this episode, we'll discuss how Quora plans to encourage companies and governments to accept Quora's as an instrument of trade. Can this innovative app encourage billions of people around the world to take environmentally conscious actions and ultimately create a global sustainability economy? Quora is creating the concept of a sustainability economy where people, businesses, and governments recognize the value of a Quora, which is earned for sustainable actions and can be used to pay for goods and services, even for your taxes. The more that businesses and governments accept Quora's, the more desirable Quora's become because you expand your purchasing options. In return, more businesses will want to accept Quora's because they'll be able to spend the Quora's themselves, and thus, a marketplace is born. Jonathan Howard, Cora's gamification designer, explains further. What we're ideally aiming towards is very, very ambitious. It's an alternative economy. What I mean by that is an alternative form of money. Alongside pounds and euros and dollars and all the rest of it, we want a new form of money that people can use to transact with each other, to buy and sell things. And the difference between Cora's and money is very simple. Money doesn't care what you do to earn it. Coras care what you do to earn them. So you mint Coras, you earn Coras, you get given originally created Coras for performing various sustainable activities, and then you can spend them with other people, with anybody who chooses to accept them. As we've discussed in the previous episodes, what's unique about Cora is that they're putting a monetary value on carbon reduction instead of on carbon production. So every time you reduce your carbon footprint, you receive Coras. For years, the carbon credit system has struggled to reach the target value of at least $120 per one ton of carbon. And that was, of course, in terms of carbon credits, that was in terms of kind of how do we tax it. We said, okay, that doesn't work. I mean, the fact of the matter is that carbon was never this pricey. Then we said, why don't we reverse it and we'll simply put more or less this value on every action that will reduce that one kilogram of, of carbon. That's Gilad Regev, the CEO of Cora, explaining how they decided to set the recommended value of a Cora at the equivalent of $135 per ton. Since one Cora represents one kilogram of carbon reduced, a single Cora is worth roughly 13.5 cents in US dollars. By determining the value of a Quora, we can understand how it can be used as a unit of trade. Quora's will only have a value if they're widely accepted at stores and companies. So why would they accept Quora's? And companies can benefit from accepting Quora's because if they discover that their workforce are just as happy to accept Quora's as they are to accept dollars, they'll start paying people bonuses and possibly even salaries in Quora's. 
if a company realizes that its, its own suppliers are happy to be paid in coras, then the company wants to earn as many coras as possible. So what does it do? It signs up to earn coras because it has solar panels on its roof and because it uses sustainable packaging and so on and so on. And also, it says to its customers, you can buy our products with coras instead of with dollars, which means the customers then want to have, the end, the end customer wants then to have enough coras that they can start spending them with the companies they buy stuff from. So the, the demand comes from everybody at the same time. The demand for having Coras and being able to transact with Coras comes from everybody at the same time. This is a classic chicken and egg situation. Companies will only accept Coras when they know that they can spend the Coras themselves. Gilad says it's crucial to get as many people involved as possible from the start. We believe that we need to work with everyone and we need to help them because Pointing fingers on a company that has a um, half percent of, of the world GDP, I cannot see that to be very um, productive. It's not really productive. I mean, they're not going to shut down the supply and oil and gas tomorrow morning, especially because we are demanding it. To get full buy-in and change the way the economy works, the government needs to be involved. That way, it can permanently last in the economy. We also want to have a situation where governments accept coras as tax payments because we want governments to be able to use coras to spend as well. So if a primary school earns coras for being sustainable and then they discover that they can buy crayons with their coras instead of using dollars, then that's a lot of money that that primary school can save. And if every primary school starts doing that, then suddenly they're buying crayons with coras instead of buying crayons with money. And when governments understand that they can also buy things with coras, then they'll start wanting to earn coras. As soon as you realize you can use coras, what do you want? You want more coras. And the way to earn coras is either to be sustainable or to accept coras as payment for your own goods and services as a vendor. And on the government level, they can accept coras as taxes. If we voluntarily give taxes to governments in coras, if we say to government for every hundred coras that we issue people will give you 10 coras. They can either spend those coras or not. If one day they eventually choose to spend those coras, then essentially it's an alternative form of money. Jonathan says that by providing the government with some coras, they can encourage cities and countries to get involved. The reason governments don't like cryptocurrencies is because of the difficulty taxing it. So the team at Cora wants to get ahead of this and actively involve the government. This is what Gilad calls the sustainability economy, one where economic health and stability is determined by the collective measurement of sustainable actions. Cora is working on creating this type of system on a mass scale so that everyone in the world can work towards healing the planet and being rewarded for doing so. So what is the sustainability or Cora economy? It's very simple. It's giving value to carbon reduction. Very, very simple. Whatever we can do to reduce carbon, that's the economy. That will be rewarded with coras. If you are consuming today um, meat, and let's say that you are, you, are, you are a consumer of McDonald's, and you go in and instead of, of ordering your regular Big Mac, you're ordering your, the, the, the veggie burger, that's sustainability economy. What's relevant is that you moved from meat to veggie. Okay? So anything that we do to shift carbon to less carbon, it has value. We put value on that and that's the, the core economy.
If we see a mass adoption of Quora's earned for sustainable actions and used as an instrument of trade, how can this help prevent or reverse climate change? Gilad explains that the turning point can be achieved with a critical mass of individual action. So it's all about it's all about magnitude. It's all about a mass. Would like to shift billions of people to reduce ten percent, fifteen percent, twenty percent of. If we can achieve that, each one of us, we will start to see a real, real impact on what we are trying to achieve in terms of carbon reduction. And making small changes in what we buy can have a big impact. Jamie Lee, social media manager, explains. So yes, you might just start by walking, but that will get you thinking about what other things you can do. Maybe you want to switch up your diet, or you want to only purchase from brands that are not polluting so much, right? And and when you start to have a holistic view on your lifestyle, I think that it will also change everyone's mindsets as well as the way that consumers demand products in general. And as consumers' demands and um, preferences shift, as we are already seeing um, companies start to shift the way that they do business as well. Consumer choice has a huge impact on supply and demand. We vote with our wallet on who and what we support. So it's important to reward the companies that produce goods and services in a way that limits their carbon footprint. Eldar Sharifuddinov's chief operating officer says, Of course, China is like probably number one in, in pollution. And China is kind of doing this because there is a demand. There's huge demand from Europe, from Daniel, from London, or maybe not, or, or from other people uh, who want something to be produced. And actually joining this collective action and, and raising awareness and kind of getting more people on board to use Quora, I think in a way it can have a bigger impact on uh, on consumption, on the demand, and on doing more like smart or conscious choices regarding the consumption. This is where Quora steps in. If you plan to buy clothing from a fast fashion retailer, but you choose instead to buy a shirt from an environmentally friendly brand, because you can either earn quarters or pay with them, then you've cast your vote. The day in the life of any individual is made up of a series of small actions. And these small actions add up to many, many things, including pollution levels. We've all seen the pictures of fresh, clean air around various huge cities during coronavirus. Uh, that's not just because there aren't so many trucks driving around, because there are still plenty of trucks driving around. It's because of private cars and planes. And like I said earlier on, people don't think that their own actions matter. They know that collective action matters. Nobody thinks their own actions matter. And we want to remind people that their own personal, individual, small actions do matter. They do make a difference. Now, on top of that is the fact that while it's easy to say, well, I've got nothing to do with it because these big factories are belching out smoke, these factories are only belching out smoke because there's the demand for the products that they make. And when you start to change some of your actions, like the way that you commute or the way that you shop for food. When you start to make some small voluntary changes, then that has an effect all the way along the supply chain and all the way along the demand chain. And it's much easier for you to then start making other changes in your lifestyle. And the more changes you make, the more likely it is that it's going to translate into smaller emissions among the big emitters. Everybody's, everybody matters. Everybody's actions matter. This is the main, this is the main message of Cora.
which is that what you do matters. These benefits allow the appeal of Cora to expand beyond environmentalists and the few who want to make a difference in the world. It also appeals to people who want to save money and earn rewards and even additional income. Cora's approach incentivizes the individual to act more sustainably, and companies and governments will follow suit to meet their demands. Gilad and the Cora team built this company out of a desire to protect the environment in a way that makes financial sense. Is that billions of people will take some more, some less actions that resulting in reduction of carbon. That's what I want to achieve. If I could have done that without Cora, without creating this kind of value, fine. But that's what I want to achieve. I want to achieve a real, in my, in my head, I see a very big clock of carbon and how this carbon clock is being pushed back. But if you want, we can also measure it with the particles per million, the PPM, which are now, say, what, uh, 212 now, or 13 or 14. I want to see them being reduced thanks to what we are doing. Motivating everyone to change their actions for the greater good is a vague and daunting task. Motivating individuals to make more sustainable choices that can be measured and rewarded seems more scalable. The Cora team is optimistic that this concept can become the norm and change the trajectory of climate change as it gains mass adoption. We're seeing companies cater to the demands of consumers by providing more sustainable options to people who are interested in buying them. The vegan milk market, for instance, is only booming because people are looking for dairy-free alternatives. While companies offer supply, Cora wants to alter people's demand. They are fundamentally looking to change the way people make decisions by providing the motivation to do so. Learning about Cora has been enlightening. When I first spoke to Gilad about Cora on my podcast, Sustainability Champions, I was intrigued by the company's innovative and scalable approach to solving a global problem through individual responsibility. During our discussions, I've learned that although collective decisions and actions have polluted the planet, we can all contribute to reversing this damage by making minor changes in our daily lives. So, have you downloaded the Cora app yet? This episode of the We Can Save the World podcast was produced and narrated by Daniel Hartz and produced and edited by Lawrence Maximilian.